I'm Matt. And I'm Becca. And we uh we made another baby. We are back with season two of the Bristos Made a Baby podcast. We've got another little bun in the oven, and we are so excited to share this journey with you guys. We have a little girl named Hayden. She is one going on two, and soon we're gonna be learning how to parent two little babies instead of one. But first, we got to get through this pregnancy. Make sure to tune in each week as we go on this journey and we'll talk about life and pregnancy up until this sweet little baby pops out. (laughs) We are so excited to share it all with you guys, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So uh, let's just get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. Today is episode 14 of season two, and we will be discussing week 29 29. the pregnancy. (laughs) Welcome back. I think you are up for our question this week. It's true. Are you also going rogue? Did you? I guess it's rogue. It's just the new list that you sent me. (laughs) So if that's rogue, I'm going rogue. Come on, give the website credit because it's a fantastic it's got a great name. Yes, mantelligence.com. <laughs> right, so the question is, I feel like this is more of a question that people will want to hear that listen to you. Oh, I'm scared. I don't think it's scary. It's just <laughs> interesting, maybe. Especially these days where people are home a lot because of okay. the pandemic. What do you need to feel energized and inspired in your home? Oh, oh, that's a good question. This list is good. Thank you, you intelligence. Thank you, intelligence. <laughs> All right, what do I need to, to feel, feel energized, energized and inspired? Okay. I feel like those are two different things. Um, energized. I need some good old natural light. Well, I need a good cup of coffee. Playing music in the background of your house makes literally the biggest difference, which we have yet to set up our speakers in the new house, but um we have two, they're like little square Sono speakers that you got me for Christmas a couple of years ago. They're not that little. I mean, they're little. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, smallish. They're kind of big, I guess. <laughs> um, and that was like literally one of the best gifts ever because having music wow. playing, we have, there's like an app and you we connect Spotify to it and we can just play whatever. And it's just, it makes like the biggest difference. We really need to get that set up in, in this new house. Um, so that's what I would say ener- for energized. Good food, eating well, that helps too. Um, inspired, that's like a whole nother topic. So things that I need to feel inspired. Um, I need to have space to think, which is it's impossible. harder to come by. And we only have one kid. <laughs> These days. Um I need to have something to write on, like a planner or a notebook or a to-do list. Um, and honestly, like that's that's really mainly it. Like if I'm feeling really low on motivation, if I can have 10 minutes with like preferably a cup of coffee or maybe like some seltzer and ningxia, like some kind of yummy beverage to sip on and like 10 minutes of silence 20 minutes of silence to like write down like video ideas or uh, just content ideas things that I want to do projects I want to create 
that will like really get the motivation flowing and then taking a step further is then pulling out the old planner and actually planning out when these things are going to get done. (laughs) So I can go from being like extremely unmotivated to very inspired pretty quickly just by having that space to actually think about it. Nice. Um, Yeah. It's just the, the getting, getting the creative juices flowing, um, which is harder nowadays. Wow. I don't know. You just, you just don't have that time to yourself. It's true. You know? Um, so yeah, so that would be my answer. How about you? Energized coffee. There we go. Good night's sleep. Inspired. Uh, I would need a deadline on something. <laughs> a deadline. Okay. To feel it's fair. stressed to get it done. <laughs> uh, inspired. If I knew I would have 20 minutes to work out later, mm. I'd be inspired to do something else. Yeah. It's my reward. That is, yeah. So there you go. Yep. Simple. I feel like you've been this week finally getting back into a workout flow. How's it feel? Feels good. Took like at least a month off. Yeah. Not by choice, really. Six to eight weeks with the move and everything. Was it really six to eight? Wow. I'm yeah. sorry. It's okay. Matt Matt loves to work out. I don't love to work out. I love feeling in shape, but I never look forward to it. Mm-hmm. You actually like, I think you're one of those people who like, you're excited to go do it. Yeah, I enjoy it. I'm just excited to be done, and then I feel great. <laughs> well, I mean, that's good, too. I like that part, too. Well, yeah, but but I always like... There's a, there's some dread every time. Some feet dragging. Nice. Um, except for going for walks. I like going for walks. I could do that every day and look forward to it. But that's also, like, very low. It's a workout. I mean, it is, but it's not like hopping on the Peloton. You're still moving. Yeah, or doing some strength training. Wow. That was a good question. I like that one. You're welcome. All right, well, let's transition now. Let's talk about what this podcast is about. <laughs> and the baby, week 29, grew to the size of an acorn squash, which no one has ever seen in their life. <laughs> and it's about. <laughs> We're just all over the map with these shapes. Anyway, roughly sizes. 15 inches long now and about two and a half pounds. Baby has full sleep cycles and can even dream now. Wow. She's practicing breathing by moving her diaphragm and the baby is cramped in there but she's kicking and the kicks are gosh darn strong (laughs) from the sounds you make oh are you okay over there oh she just kicked me sometimes she kicks so hard that i get like abdominal spasms like the muscle spazzes out that's what happened to me if you guys remember way back when in like week 15 14 i had like a couple of like massive kicks uh, right yeah that i was like whoa sorry if i just blew out your ears <laughs> and uh then i was like oh my god could this be twins in there based on these kicks because she would kick so hard and at that point she was like god the size of what like a lemon like a tiny little baby but she would kick so hard that it would cause my ab muscles to like seize up or spaz i don't know and it's just a very bizarre feeling she still sometimes kicks that hard that it causes that but otherwise she just she'll she's just we were literally just saying this yesterday that we think that this baby's gonna be a lot feistier yes hayden is like such a sweetheart i mean she's still you know she's a toddler she has her moments but she's just generally very sweet and kind and right 
she was obedient. A good, she was a really good sleep sleeper from the start, pretty much. Yeah, that too. Which is nice. It is nice. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be in for that same treat. <laughs> Let's go yeah, around. We'll see. Um, but yeah, her kicks are strong for sure, and she's like up in my ribs, and she put pokes, I guess, her arms because she is head down, all the way over at my hip hip bones like she'll literally be like poking my hip bone and i'm like excuse me stay in your lane like (laughs) you're not allowed over there it feels really weird sometimes she like tickles me from the inside uh it's where she lives (laughs) i know but like just stay in my belly get away from my hips it feels very very bizarre all right but anyway so let's talk about symptoms so last week um last week's episode i teased you guys a little bit talking about how I overdid it essentially with the move and I ended up with a pretty uh, nasty consequence, which I'm about to share right now. I feel like the theme of this whole pregnancy should be, or this podcast season should be when like things just basically I'm doing too much all the time mm. and then I get slapped in the face. Like, yep. You need to slow down lady. This was the biggest one yet. So I've had like these episodes of lightheadedness and all, all that. It wasn't this, which I actually somehow did not get any lightheadedness through all this move, which it blows my mind. Hey guys, Becca here. I am just popping in real quick as I'm editing this podcast episode. So I just wanted to throw out there that obviously Matt and I are not doctors, uh, nor is anything we share medical advice. Um, what we're about to kind of dive into and chat about is probably one of the more medical things that's ever happened to me or that I've shared about um, on this podcast. So I just wanted to throw that out there. This is not medical advice by any means. And I am just sharing from my experience what happened and also just what I learned through this experience. If you ever have any concerns about your own health, um, whether you're pregnant or not, of course, you always want to go to a qualified um, healthcare provider to make sure that you get taken care of. But I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. But what I did get was a blood clot, which sounds super scary. (laughs) Um, And blood clots can be super scary. Luckily, this one is not super scary. And I will explain all of that. But let me explain the whole story, I guess. So um, as you guys know, if you've been listening, something I talk about often. I have these varicose veins, terrible varicose veins in my, mainly in my right leg, but I do now have some in my left. So I, this actually, the blood clot actually happened in my left leg, which is surprising because I have so few varicose veins over there. The other leg is like lit up with them. Um, anyway, so towards the end of the move, a week into the move, like being in the new house, I want to say. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I had a varicose vein in like my upper inner thigh slash groin. So lovely. And it started to get like kind of sore. I remember Hayden and I went out to, we ran to Target because I had to get like a trash can and just like random stuff for the house, bath mat. Um, And I remember walking around with her in Target and just being like, this feels really sore. Like, uh, almost like it was like a bruise, like when you have like a bad bruise, um, but it wasn't bruised. You couldn't see anything. You could see the varicose vein, but so that was just kind of weird. Um, 
And so that was like earlier in the day. And then as the day went on, it just kept getting more and more like tender. And by the end of that night, um, it had like really escalated. So it had gone from just feeling like a bruise to actually becoming like kind of inflamed, um, starting to get a little bit red and um, really painful. And also you could actually feel um, you can, you can feel the blood clot. So it feels under your skin. It feels almost like, like a cord. Like if you think of like the cord to like your iPhone charger, that's like exactly what it feels like. Um, so I have a good friend who has had these varicose veins with majority of her pregnancies. And I also knew that she had a blood clot. Um, so I was texting her all day. First I texted her. I was like, do any of your veins ever get like really sore to the point where they feel bruised? And she was like, yeah, that's happened to me sometimes. And then I was like, okay, this is getting really painful. And she was like, okay, like feel it, feel if you can feel something under your skin. Like it, if it's a clot, it'll feel like a cord. So I started feeling around and I was like, oh, holy crap. I do feel something. So obviously that's freaky. You know, the idea of having a blood clot is scary. So, um, also this is coupled with the fact that, um, I have a family history of DVT, which is deep vein thrombosis, AKA a blood clot in your deep veins, which is dangerous. So my mom actually had it when she was postpartum. Um, so I like called her and, I was asking her what her symptoms were, which were very different. She was like, I could never feel anything. My whole leg just like blew up. It turned blue. It was like really scary. Um, And she ended up then, when she got pregnant with me, she had to be on heparin shots daily. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to be on heparin shots. (laughs) That sounds terrible. I hate needles. (laughs) She was like, okay, calm down. Just like, you just need to go get it checked out. So I went, I got an ultrasound. Um, Oh my God, it was so painful. So the like the actual so what happens is like when you have varicose veins the blood flow is like compromised so instead of all the blood flowing in like one direction um there's like backflow and it's just kind of like messy and that puts you at greater risk for developing a clot which is what happened to me so what they do is they ultrasound it to see exactly what's going on and they look like deep in your leg are they in your deep veins obviously i could feel the one up top Um, so it, but basically it just, it gets really, at least for superficial clots, which is what I had have, um, it, the vein just gets really inflamed and like angry and painful. And so where it was like located, it was literally like upper inner thigh into my groin. So like I couldn't really bend my leg. It was like super painful when it was really inflamed. So just imagine (laughs) having like an ultrasound, like the wand, like transducer, I think it's called. It's like this hard plastic thing. Um, And she was like just digging into that vein, like pushing so hard and just like running along it. And it was, it was very painful. It was very painful. So that was not fun. Um, But they actually, they did ultrasound both legs, which I was happy about. So no DVT, no signs of DVT, which is good. So when you have blood clots in the deep veins, they can travel and they can go to your lungs which can cause a pulmonary embolism it's a big deal not something you ever want to run into now in your like a superficial clot that's not in your deep veins it's extremely rare for those to ever travel anywhere Um, essentially the treatment for superficial clots is just rest elevating your legs 
warm compresses some sources sources say both warm and cold um and it's just kind of like it'll go away on its own it'll resolve on its own but you just need to really rest your legs um so that was a real fun eye-opening <laughs> yeah, it was scary glad glad it was all, all good but the fact that it kept getting worse through the day was scary yeah the first day and with the history of dvt i was just a little i was getting i was getting a little scared um but once i found it what it wasn't that and i because i mean i could literally feel it so i was like i don't think this is dvt and i don't have the other symptoms of dvt like my leg whole leg being swollen and changing color but you know it was still lots of peace of mind to know that i'm clear on that um clear on that uh and then also i should mention i did with uh my first pregnancy i did actually have like a bunch of blood work done um it's called like factor five or something i can't remember exactly but basically a bunch of blood work to see if i carry the gene that uh makes you like predisposed to dvt or to clotting i guess in your deep veins Um, and that all came back negative. So I also had that kind of tucked in my back pocket of like, well, hopefully it's, it's not that because I know that I, I don't have like those exact, um, like that gene that predisposes me to it. So, yeah, so it was just kind of crazy and it was the biggest slap in the face of all of just, you need to slow down. Um, and I also just think with like with this pregnancy, I feel like I just keep trying to be as active and do as much as I did in the last one. But like tr- the truth is like you are already doing so much more when you are pregnant with a child than when you're just pregnant with no kids. Um, I think that this is just kind of what has really made me realize like it's not just like, oh, you're on your feet, you're chasing a toddler. Like there's no, not that there's no, but there's so few opportunities for true rest there's so few opportunities for like that self-care and like that just like calming down of like your nervous system like you're just always on um not necessarily in a bad way but like you have this other person that you're responsible for so like it's just a whole nother level of activity mentally physically all of it so I think that I finally came to that realization of like oh I actually like can't keep up the same pace as last time and like you just moved what are you doing you need to sit down (laughs) like you need to actually rest like truly rest um so the good news is um this you know it's it's been about a week or so since the blood clot formed and it's already so much better um it almost immediately the swelling and pain and all of that started going away within like the first day or two after Um, and it's even starting to like dissolve in some areas and we're just kind of resting and waiting it out until it actually does dissolve, which could be before the baby comes. It could not be before the baby comes, but, um, luckily it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't hurt at all, which is like what I was mainly worried about. I just kept thinking of like, oh my God, I can't imagine going through labor, not being able to like bend a leg. Like that's kind of important. Um, but that's clearly not going to be the case. Um, whoo. So that was that whole story. Now I'm out of breath. Thankful you're okay. Uh, it's about all I got to add to that one. <laughs> I still don't really know what happened, but still don't know. I just told you the whole story. <laughs> this is not the first time you've heard it either. You lived it with me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so so that's it. Superficial blood clot. Hooray! 
Good times. A um, couple other symptoms. Lots and lots of baby hiccups. Holy moly. I don't think Hayden ever hiccuped this much. This baby hiccups at least twice, a, like two rounds a day. Yeah, and I, I called Hayden the hiccup queen, but it sounds like we got a new hiccup queen coming. Definitely a new hiccup queen. <laughs> Hayden is going to be passing her crown. Um, and what I love about the hiccups is I know that she's head down because I can feel the hiccups super low in my pelvis. So I love when she hiccups because I know exactly where she is. I'm like, oh, you're still head down. Way to go, girl. Because they can still flip around until like week 34 or something. Um, typically, once you get to that point and they're head down, you're like pretty much in the clear. I mean, you never know what ha- what could happen. But um, still no new stretch marks. little update there. Um, past ones are still looking pink, but no new ones. Um, and then something that's really interesting this is another like absence of a symptom. Um, I've talked about, you know, in this, this pregnancy, this season, having that like pelvic floor, just like achiness, like whenever I'm on my feet for, you know, more than like, I don't know, 20 minutes, it was like pretty bad. Like, and it started really early in this pregnancy. Um, and it didn't start for my first pregnancy until later. And then I had it up until the very like last day, but it's kind of like gone away which is really weird. Like, I don't really experience that hardly at all. Like, it's not even something I notice. That's Um, good. Maybe I'm just a little bit used to it, but it it doesn't really, like, hurt. I feel like you started taking a public four class at this point. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think that might help. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that is what it is. Um, Yeah, I've been been taking that class. You can take it virtually now, which is awesome. so I'm still able to, cause well, actually we, we actually live closer to it now, but, um, it was just too far of a drive from our old house. Um, but yeah, I love that class. It's taught by a PT. She's amazing and she's just so informative and it's like all, it's more like, it's kind of like a yoga slash strength training class and it's pretty gentle, but it's, it's for prenatal and I just love it so much. So maybe that is what it is. I think so. Yeah. I never put two and two together, but that makes sense. Yeah. And then the only other things... Well, not that this is small, but Christmas was this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Just Christmas. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it was great. I feel like the blood clot t- kind of took precedence in this episode, obviously, but right. Christmas was lovely. Yeah, we had a good time. Different this year. Especially uh, early in the morning. You want to tell them what happened? Oh, uh, yeah. Becca woke up early to get breakfast ready. I woke up at 5 a.m. and made cinnamon buns from scratch. This is what I did. All right. You want Give me more? the credit I deserve. All right. It's true. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. And um, Hayden woke up around 7, so I went in to get her. And literally as we were about to walk downstairs to get a video of her, seeing the tree and everything, the power went out. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So we were upset for like 5, 10 minutes, then we realized it's all good. Yeah, I was really bummed out for like 10 minutes. Got a fire going right next to the tree. Yeah, and then it's then the sun started coming up, so you could actually see. It was legitimately pitch black. Yeah, when it was it first very dark. Out. It was. Um, I was standing in the kitchen. Hayden had just started to stir. I could hear them upstairs, and I was like, "Woohoo! Like it's finally time. We're gonna see the tree." I was like so excited. I'd already been up. I was like fully energized, and uh, then shoom, all the lights went down in the kitchen. Yep. The oven turned off. I had two things in the oven. Luckily, the cinnamon buns were just about done. That was a truly an act of God that I put them in on time. 
the power came on about three hours later so it's all good yeah um but yeah she opened her gifts it was fun we went over to my parents for dinner um and it was just it was nice it was definitely a lot different this year as the whole the season was a whole we didn't do like all of our normal family stuff right but um christmas day was was a good time hayden had a great time yeah she had a blast yeah big day it was a big day. She was really tired at the end of it. She took a three-hour nap the next day. <laughs> yeah, she did, which is not normal for her. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing, I was supposed to have a midwife appointment this week, but it got postponed because she had to go to a birth. Good for her. <laughs> it was, get that when I first told Mathis, he was like, huh? It was um, the woman who went into labor. It was her ninth child. It's crazy. <laughs> She's also Amish, so... We'll tell her what she did after she had the kid. Oh, yeah, my midwife, because I did see her just a few days ago. Um, she, so she, my midwife serves like a massive Amish, Amish community. She's like their go-to midwife. And so she showed up at the birth and they were like, oh, she's actually, the mom's actually across the street. She went over to her sister-in-law's house, to, like to essentially to get away from her eight children so she could focus on giving birth. And the sister-in-law went over to her house to watch all of her eight children. So she's like, okay. So she goes next door. You know, mom, it's her ninth. So she knows what she's doing by this point. Gives birth, you know, a few, like she said, not too long after the baby came out. I don't know exactly how long. She was just like, okay. She like got up. She put her dress back on. She like wrapped the baby up. And she's like, hey, I'm going, I'm going home. (laughs) Karen was like, all right, you don't want to like rest a little more while you're over here in the peace and quiet. She's like, no, I'm just going to go. It's funny. She's like, okay, well, check on you tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess when you have that many, it's like, it's just adding, just popping another one into the mix here. Yeah, it's wild. We will never know what that's like. Good. (laughs) I don't want that many children. I mean, I mean, that's awesome. Good for them. It's going to be a blast to grow up in a family that big, but. Oof. It's not the family for us. No. <laughs> We're also not Amish, but not that all people who have that many kids are all Amish. That's clearly not the case, but anyway. So, so yeah, that was the big week. Nice little blood clot, nice little Christmas. Some ups, some downs, you know? It's just life. <laughs> living. <laughs> We're living. We've been living. <laughs> this week we lived. We sure did. Ooh. And this baby is getting so big um so this is the last week in the 20s which is exciting next week we will be chatting about week 30 which means we're 10 weeks out wow. or so getting close oh man i kind of hope this baby comes early but i don't think she's going to yeah you're getting a little anxious here just don't think about it yeah a little impatient a little impatient all right well that's all we got for this week guys thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week to talk about first week in the 30s, third trimester. We will talk to you then. Thanks Very for exciting. listening. Toodaloo.